As we currently stay at home to stay safe, there are health workers uh, who prepare to do the exact opposite. They are, they've woken up, they are getting ready to go out and face this pandemic that we are trying to stay away from. They will go to the clinics and hospitals, they will put themselves at high risk. Uh, there are people who will have meetings and develop plans and strategies on how to protect you and I from COVID-19. So before we start the show this morning, I want to say... A big thank you from Darling 107.3 FM. We're saying a big, big thank you to you. Thank you to the NCDC and their love SMSs they send to us every day on how to stay safe and take responsibility. Thank you to the NCDC team here in Imo State, all the people working at the Public Health Emergency Operations Unit, uh, the WHO here in Imo State, the COVID-19 task force committee here in Imo State, the State Ministry of Health, and you who is volunteering to keep the people safe, you're volunteering to share essentials with the people, you're also volunteering to sensitize the people. We appreciate everything that you do. Alright, this is Darling Clinic on 107.3 Darling FM Certified. Camille is my name. Today on the show we pay attention to the test, our testing capacity for COVID-19. Are we testing enough? Is there anything that we can do to review our testing strategy? Are there lessons that we can learn from other countries would also be looking at the criteria for testing who uh, who should get tested for COVID-19 here in Nigeria. We are going to be having this conversation this morning with uh, Dr. Dunga Kingsley Excel. Dr. Dunga is a renowned medical laboratory scientist and researcher. He is also the chairman Association of Medical Lab Scientists of Nigeria, Imo State Branch, and a member Imo State COVID. 19 task force. Good morning, Dr. Dunga Kingsley. Yeah, good morning, Camille. Good to have you on the show. Good to have you on the yeah, show. Thanks. It looks like you've you, you look so tired, like you've you've you, you're working tirelessly to make sure Imo lives are safe. Uh, well, uh, that's my calling. I walk around the clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's start with the with the update. What what's the latest here as a member of the uh, COVID 19 task force? Well, uh, so far so good. You know, Imo State is still uh, free from the COVID-19 pandemic. As I speak with you at the moment, there is no confirmed case of COVID-19 in Imo State. Okay. Oh, that's, that's good to hear, really. So, um, there was a chart that we looked at sometime when, um, I think it was slightly after we had the first case of COVID-19 here in Nigeria. All right, we had a conversation, my colleague and I had a conversation on Darling Clinic on um, the preparedness, you know, Nigeria's preparedness to battle COVID-19. And we looked at a chart that the Global Health Security Index uh, had released, you know, for countries that are most prepared for epidemic and pandemic. And when we looked at that chart, Nigeria was among the more prepared countries. But there were countries that were ranked most prepared for epidemics, and uh, and pandemic and some of those countries are U.S. the U.S. we have uh, the U.K. Uh, Canada, Finland, South Korea, and uh, we know that there are so many cases of of COVID-19 in these areas that are most prepared for epidemic and pandemic. But here in Nigeria, the more prepared country we are not most prepared, but the more prepared country and we are having a few cases 
compared to the most prepared countries in Nigeria. Is it what's, what? What do you think changed? Is it that we are not testing enough? Uh, well, um, no matter where you are, there's a place called forward. You see, if you look at what's happening globally, before I bring it to what's happening in Nigeria, maybe try to narrow it down to Imbo State. Nearly about two million persons have been infected or have this COVID-19 across more than 200 countries around the world. Now, um, Nigeria, so to say, at the beginning of this pandemic, had five testing centers. But as I speak with you today, it's about a 13 in number. And uh, by tomorrow, if everything is to be in place that has been proposed, we'll have two more centers, making it 15. I think the one in Portacot would have been activated and the, the one in uh, maybe uh, one of the Sukoto, as the case may be. So now, the problem is that, like I said, no matter where you are, this place go forward. As a medical scientist, I think that the testing is not enough at the moment. That's the need. That's why we are trying to have more testing centers. A country of more than 200 million people, and uh, this thing is like um, three weeks or more now that we, there's this year and cry, and we've not tested up to 6,000 people. I think it's a far cry. Mm. There's need for more testing. I know in Nigeria, like other countries, we have a protocol. You don't just test people randomly. You must show signs and symptoms of this COVID-19 before you call the CDC numbers, the CDC numbers or the state apparatus, depending on the state you are, for them to come and uh, test you or check you. But in Lagos now, I think they have a place where you can walk in now and test yourself because of the capacity that they have. But in other climes or in other places, like uh, Imo State and some other states, you don't go to test randomly. You must have visas and symptoms before you are picked upon to be tested. Okay. So why is this so? I know different, different countries have different strategies for testing. And uh, South Korea has been getting a lot of accolades for you know, their ability to test, you know, the ability to quarantine, uh, quarantine people immediately and test. And, you know, currently they've tested uh, about ov- over 494,711 people in South Korea. And they are testing both people who are you know, symptomatic and people who are asymptomatic. Right. So what, what why is, why is this our strategy? Why does our strategy have to be, you know, to be in contact with um, someone who came in from a high-risk, you know, country? Uh, if you're showing symptoms similar to... There are three criteria, right? Uh, if you're showing symptoms similar to COVID-19 and you're in, a, in an area like Lagos, then you can get tested. There's another... Um, I can't remember the last one. But, so why are these um, why are these our criteria? Is it that is it because we do not have enough uh, you know sample kits or the testing labs? You know, um, like I said, there are a lot of challenges. You remember, Nigeria as a country is not among the developed countries. We are still developing, and they call us third world country. Now, I think the problem is not far fetched. At the initially, I've been issued the testing capacity was not optimal. That is to say, we had five. But because of the need for proper testing and increasing the volume, they are opening centers. So you said the answer is not far-fetched. It was that we didn't have enough testing centers. By inference, the capacity at that time was not optimal. But because of the global trend and what's happening now, I think the NCDC and the other agencies are trying to come up to be at par, trying to come up to the fore to do more testing. And if you had uh, the DG of NCDC this morning, he was talking about trying to have a capacity of testing like uh, 400, uh, for, uh, 4,000 people per day. In Lagos, uh, yes. yeah. But I still think that it's not wishful thinking, it's not mere talking. 
you must show our working more has to still be done okay so if we're going to be testing um like four thousand people a day that that requires more capacity in terms of uh, lab scientists lab who will be doing this test machines manpower personnel all that do we have enough lab scientists here in nigeria of course we do we do but uh, i want to say something that is striking aside being a medical laboratory scientist you must be trained in molecular diagnosis to be able to manipulate these things it's not uh, wishful thinking it's not magic bullets not rocket science it's not something like malaria parasite that you put your, your plasma or serum and blood and watch migrate and see double lines no you have to be trained in order not to give results that are spurious and bring uh, up about the uh, medical legal issues you know what it will be you say somebody is positive of covid19 at the end of the day it becomes negative so i know i know um coronavirus is novel right but what does it take what, what does it take to test you know for the virus in the lab is it um what, what does it take really okay um i will try to explain so that my audience will understand what i'm saying because if you talk and you communicate you speak good english and talk medical jargons and they don't understand you've not communicated absolutely now in some countries like china the uk they are using what we call RDT, apart from the PCR, which I'll talk about. This RDT is rapid diagnostics, rapid test diagnostics, mm. right? The, that one is, comes out very quickly. But because of the fact that most of these RDTs have not been validated, you cannot vouch for the authenticity or the results. So we're not using it in Nigeria. What we're using is real-time PCR, polymerase chain reaction. And it's a molecular technique that makes use of high probe and expertise has to come to play. You must be trained to be able to manipulate these machines. That's what we're using now. And the accuracy of it is optimal. Okay, the accuracy is high. Well, the, the length of time it takes, what, what about the length of time it takes for the results to be out? All things being equal. But you know, all things cannot be equal. <laughs> In Nigeria? Well, everywhere. <laughs> it's supposed to be seven hours, as the case may be. But if you're in a place where you don't have this radar available, maybe you might have to transport the sample. And let me use Imo State as a case study. We are still about to start testing. We'll come to that in Imo State. And if we have any case or suspected case, the nearest places to us here is uh, Iwa in Edo State or Abakeleke in uh, Ebony State. Time of going to that place, no matter how fast you are, optimally, you must take, take like three hours to three and a half hours, right? And you have to transport these samples in what we call VTM, viral transport medium. Do we have them here in Imo State? Of course we do. You understand? So, the time you take it to get to that place, they put a work on the sample. Ordinarily, it would take like seven hours real time to be able to get that, get that distance. And if the person is negative, we can say one day, based on going and coming and everything. But you find out that if the person is positive, you have to repeat that process again to be sure that the result you're sending out is authentic. So in other words, the positive case takes a longer time than a negative case. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you do the probe now and somebody is positive, before you can say that this person is positive, you have to go through the process again to make sure that you arrive at the same answer before you can now cascade the result to NCDC or the results of the state in question who will now announce the results. Wow, that's a really long time. I think that, that explains why we, we, we are testing. Uh, we have uh, fewer numbers.
Because if it's taking this long and we're not testing enough people, then the, num the numbers of cases won't be as high. We only know when we test and the result comes out. All right, so we'll continue this conversation on Darling Clinic. We want you to be a part of it. You can find us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Darling FM 1073. You can also get through to us via our phone line. It's 0815-050-1073 to ask any question or make any contribution. Stick around. Darling FM, Here's how you can protect yourself from coronavirus. Wash your hands frequently with soap and running water and sing the happy birthday song twice while at it or use a hand sanitizer. Maintain at least five feet distance between yourself and anyone who is coughing or sneezing. Avoid touching eyes, nose and mouth. Why? Hands touch many surfaces and can pick up viruses. Once contaminated, hands can transfer the virus to your eyes, nose and your mouth. Cover your mouth and nose with bent elbow or tissue when you cough or sneeze. Then dispose of the used tissue immediately because droplets spread the virus. By following good respiratory hygiene, you protect the people around you from viruses such as cold, flu and the coronavirus. If you have fever, cough and difficulty breathing, seek medical care early. If you have traveled to a country with one or more confirmed cases of coronavirus in the last 14 days and you experience fever, cough or difficulty breathing, call NCDC's toll-free line before going to the hospital on 0800-9700010. This message is from 107.3 Darling FM. If you just tuned in, this is Darling Clinic on 107.3 Darling FM and we are paying attention to our testing capacity here in Nigeria for uh, the novel coronavirus. In South Korea, that we are innovative enough to, you know, begin testing hundreds of thousands of asymptomatic people. And asymptomatic people are people who are not showing the symptoms of COVID-19, but they have COVID-19. And uh, those people, they might they spread it to other people without even knowing knowing that they do so. Uh, South Korea developed, they, they started doing the drive through um, testing, testing centers to test more people. So I have uh, Dr. Dunga Kingsley Excel in the studio with me this morning having this conversation. So I want to know, are, are there no innovative ways as, as a med lab scientist and uh, a researcher, are there not more um, innovative ways that we can conduct more testing here in Nigeria without having to, you know, go all the way to Abakaleke to submit samples or go to Irua in Edo State. Okay, um, you talked that you raised two issues. One about the asymptomatic patients. These are people who have the COVID-19 virus but they don't exhibit signs and symptoms. But they, they feel well, but they have it. When they come in contact with people, they will knowingly transmit the virus to them and they take it off from there. You know, like South Korea, you mentioned, people go to test by themselves. You don't have to exhibit certain symptoms. But in Nigeria, we have a protocol 
that before you test somebody, the person must be having these signs and symptoms, which we have mentioned earlier, uh, earlier on, like a fever, difficulty in breathing, and a dry cough. That's what I'm saying. But in other climes or in other countries, people go to test by themselves. So in that, in that, in, 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 in that premise, you can see somebody who is asymptomatic. That is to say, he doesn't exhibit a symptom, but he's positive. And in one of the states of the country that recorded the first two episodes of uh, COVID-19 uh, in that state, it was a couple that came back from UK on their own. They went and uh, had a test and found out that they, they, they were positive. But before this time, they were not exhibiting any symptoms. So the asymptomatic cases are the most dangerous type of cases. It's important that uh, we do more testing randomly. People going to do tests on their own and be able to know those who are positive or not. Then to come to the second question you asked me, he said, are there no innovative ways that we can do and do more testing? Well, there is, or there are. Apart from this uh, real-time PCR I talked about, we can also use a gene expert technique to test for this uh, COVID-19. That's the one used in testing yes, for TB? Yes, tuberculosis. You can also use it for tests for human papilloma viruses, even for viral load for HIV. The only thing you need to do is to get the cassette, and one has been developed now, the one they call Express uh, SARS-CoV-2, uh, cassette. I'm sure that uh, once these things come into the country, uh, every look and cry, every teaching hospitals or FMCs that have a genus part will be able to run this test and bring it out at real time. And this one is even faster than the PCR. And it, should, it, it will still give the same accuracy. I know that most of our facilities here in Imo State, even in Norway, they have this genus part because that's what we'll be using to diagnose for tuberculosis. Mm. You mentioned uh, molecular uh, uh, diagnosis in uh, the beginning of the show. Uh, but I think we have, don't we have molecular diagnostic centers here in Imo State? Uh, well, we have. We have. So why can't, why can't we also, um, you know, maybe encourage those centers or collaborate with those centers so we can, you know, start testing? Well, um, we, we have, like I said, and uh, it's not just testing as the case may be. You know, the safety is key. It's important thing. There's what we call about safety cabinets. What's happening in place so that the person who is going to run this test is safe and people around it are also safe. We can do that. That, that, that will have to come, come about what we call a private uh, partner, uh, government private partnership. Like one of the centers that is up and running now in Nigeria, in Kaduna, is a private venture. The one they call a DNA lab in Kaduna. It's a private business that the person has the capacity SCDC came and inspected the place and okayed it, and they are not running tests. So, in a way, here too, we have also identified such facilities. We have gone to test the place. What were not in place, we have asked them to put in place, be able to run this thing, which I, I think they, they would have done by now. And also, the SCDC have gone to look at the place. So, depending when they okay it and the people collaborate with government, I know that in no distant time, we should be able to run our test here. In a way, without going to uh, going anywhere, organized outside the state. Oh well, that's really good news. Good to hear that. You can be a part of this conversation. Ask your questions via our social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Darling FM ten seventy three. You can also. Uh, okay, yeah, we can. You can also calling on zero eight one five zero five zero ten. 73. Uh, Durusi Nodim on Facebook says, um, Durusi Nodim texting from Mbiri. My question is, how many centers do we have in Nigeria? Uh, do we have anyone in Imo State as well? 
I think I've asked yeah, that before, in the right? Beginning, yeah. Yeah, currently, we have about 13 centers across Nigeria, but efforts is being made to put them up to 15 by tomorrow, and that is the center in Sokoto and uh, the one in UPTH Patakos. They are almost at the last stage, it's 95% completed, so by tomorrow we'll have about 15. Then talking about Imo State, I just spoke about it now. Efforts are optimal at Top Gear to ensure that we collaborate with one of the private labs and begin to do our own testing here. I also talked about Genius Path Technique, which if we're able to get the cassettes, it will make it faster and more easily available to us. Mm. I know that FMC away and some other health centers here have this uh, Genius Path. Now looking at b- beyond COVID-19 now, um, looking at the way we are struggling with, you know, getting uh, test centers and struggling to or rushing to upgrade some, you know, lab, uh, lab centers here in Nigeria. Does this show um, the kind of attitude we've been paying towards, um, you know, diagnosis and diagnosing illnesses here in Nigeria? Well, the last time it was uh, Lassa fever, then we had Ebola. That's what else we don't pray for this is to happen. COVID-19 will not be the last virus we'll see. We live among these things. They keep on evolving and coming up. And as much as I pray that the one that will come again will be able to, will be able to contain it, but viruses must come. So by inference, the government has to step up their game and improve the healthcare sector such that we'll be able to tackle these challenges. And I was telling one of my colleagues that if we're not able to attract molecular laboratory, molecular diagnosis that will be standing in the state based on this pandemic, say three or four places where we can do the, the molecular analysis then if this virus is contained would have failed there's need for us to set up molecular labs here and there one in fmc one in Imsud, one in omoguma plus other private people who have the capacity so that we can readily test these things without leaving emo state all right let's take this call hello 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 good morning I do call. You have to call back. We can't hear you. Zero eight one five zero five zero ten seventy three. That's the phone number to call if you have any questions to ask or you have a contribution to make. All right, so let's look at um, who should get tested. You know, for COVID nineteen, according to the you know NCDC criteria. <laughs> okay. Um. You know, if somebody is um, having fever, dry cough, difficulty in breathing at times, diarrhea. The person has uh, met with some of the criteria, so that person should be tested. But like we say, if you at least have symptoms, you don't have to come to the hospital or come so that you don't infect others. It prevents you are positive. What you do is that you call. There are some two free lines that we have given to people before that you call. When you call those in clinical management and surveillance, surveillance and clinical they will come to your location with an ambulance and carry you and take your uh, sample. And begin from there. Okay. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Welcome to Darling Clinic. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Michael. I'm calling from Ayo Bumpy. Okay, Michael. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was of the opinion that um, uh, the government should have uh, declared the emergency on finding the local remedy. Because I don't think that uh, the lockdown is going to be sustained. Because um, after one month of lockdown, and we hear that uh, somebody has moved from one place to the other, and uh, there's uh, uh, corona anywhere in the world, we will lockdown again for one month. And then after that again, somebody moves from here to there again, we 
Oh, you'd have to call back What's to finish that suggestion. I, I think he's trying to. I was hoping to ask him. Okay, what does he suggest we do? Uh, he's trying to, you know, suggest the government should look maybe for more innovative ways um, aside the lockdown. Because if there's a lockdown and people are still moving from one place to the other, people are saying, oh, they what they do is when they get to places that are blocked, they sort the security agencies out and they continue their journey. Okay, and that's say that the government should up their game and be more students so that people don't move about, right? Uh, f- yeah, or find more innovative ways to do that. Okay. Uh, hello? Hello? Uh, Hi, good morning. Uh, Welcome to Darling Clinic. What's your name? My name is Pascal. Alright. Pascal, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Transebu. From where? Transebu. Okay, go ahead. Um, the good uh, the coronavirus, the coronavirus, how, how many times are they in the Because I'm not. Hello, Pascal. Okay, Pascal, you have to call us back. We need to understand your question. Are you asking about testing centers or are you asking about isolation and treatment centers? We need to be certain uh, what you want to know, Pascal. If you can't get through uh, the phone line, you can uh, you can. Uh, Send us a message via our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Darling FM ten seventy three. The Darling Clinic continues shortly. wear a mask, then at least wear it correctly. The white side must be inside, touching your face, and the colored side must face outside. If not, it's useless. Clinical mask is meant to be used once and discarded immediately taken off. Before you put on a mask, please ensure to wash your hands with soap and running water or use a hand sanitizer. To put on the mask, identify the top of the mask, which usually has a metal part. Hold the mask by the band and slip the bands over your ears. Paint the metal band at the top so that it takes the shape of your nose. Hold the bottom to cover your mouth and chin. Ensure that there is no space between your mouth and the mask. When you finally want to remove the mask, Pull off the band from your ears and dispose properly. Then wash your hands again with soap and running water or use a hand sanitizer. A message from 107.3 Darling FM Uwere as part of our social responsibility. We have 
416,975 uh, recovered cases of COVID-19 in the world. We have uh, with um, 135,239 deaths. And the coronavirus cases in the world is 2,092,512 cases. Uh, well, I've got news that in Enugu, one of the two patients uh, diagnosed of uh, COVID-19, one of them have been discharged because uh, this the person has uh, tested negative. The other person is stable and uh, responding very well to treatment. The Minister of Health says there are more community transmissions happening in Lagos and uh, I think that informed the decision to extend uh, the lockdown. And we're having a conversation off air about, you know, asymptomatic cases and how uh, when they spread uh, COVID-19, when they spread COVID-19, the person that gets COVID-19 might not get the asymptomatic one, get, would get the symptomatic one, Dr. Dunga. Yeah. Now, from what you just said about the community transmission now in Lagos State, what the minister said, I want to liken it to what happens around here in Imo State. What's that people should stay home and not stay home? You can imagine somebody who's asymptomatic. He has the virus, but he's not sick. He doesn't have fever. He doesn't have dry cough. Doesn't have difficulty in breathing. It doesn't have noise going about. And maybe you enter this small bus now that takes seven passengers. I want to create a picture. The person is at the middle. Somebody two other people in front, right at the back, and maybe he sneezes at him. Of course, you know that somebody being asymptomatic, the viruses are there. He will just let it loose inside the air. And because there's no social distancing, it's a small bus. You, you, the person will just infect the other seven passengers. And you say this is community transmission because of the closeness. That's why I say people should stay home, maintain social distancing. God forbid, if this virus comes to Imo State here, we're also going to experience this community transmission. People still go to drinking joints, dance, hug themselves, shake, as if nothing is happening. People, people here believe that COVID-19 sleeps in the evening because in the morning and afternoon you see a lot of people at home and then once it's uh, 5, 6 p.m. you see people just, you know, coming out and, uh, you know, sitting in bars and drinking. So it's almost like, okay, this only spreads in the morning and afternoon and the evening he goes to sleep. No, no, it's, it's a wrong attitude. That's part of the community transmission we're talking about. Okay. People should observe social distancing. Hello? Hello, Michael. Okay, you're welcome back, Michael. Yeah, what I'm saying is that uh, we, uh, I was thinking that um, somebody like Professor Morrison would uh, say that he had something. I was thinking that the uh, government was going to call some experts from NAFDAQ, from a typical industry, to work with these people that have something. To see whether we can have a local remedy. Just going through the US or World Health Organization. Uh, because this is going to be, uh, I think this uh, coronavirus is a mutation of the flu virus, it's a mutation of the SARS virus. And it's not just going to be, uh, it's just going, not going to go away in a regime. Well, what I'm saying is that this lockdown is not going to be sustainable. What is going to be sustainable is to find a remedy. And then uh, we can uh, work at uh, uh, finding a local remedy here. Um, uh, what do you think? 
All right. Thank you, Michael. Dr. Dunga would answer. What did he say? He said, what do you think? You know, that he was thinking, uh, like, people like, uh, someone like Professor Morris, who said he had um, a solution. So he was thinking the government, you know, should have funded or gotten people to research more on uh, what he said he has. He, he claims to, you know, like, be the cure, might be the cure for, um, might be the cure for COVID-19, that the government should have invested in well, um I will not hold brief for Professor Morris Iwo. He's my chairman in the COVID-19 committee. But I've had him talk with so much passion. So what I would tell the man that called, Emeka, right? Uh, Michael. Michael. This man we get to the bridge. We'll cross it. Okay. Hey, so let's, uh, what about, what, what's the specimen for uh, for testing COVID-19? Okay. Um, for COVID-19 testing, we can use a nasal secretion. Nasopharyngeal swab is used or or a friend that's swab for the PCR. That's the nose, the nasal nose, yes, and the mouth. Yes. This one now when you collect this from such a way we use for the PCR. It's taken to the molecular lab where they extract the nucleic acid and amplify them. Before you now check the primers and know that's positive negative. I mean when I start talking about the technique it will be a medical jargon for yes. yes. <laughs> but we can also use a uh, blood in rare cases. If you use the antibody antigen, uh, the serological type of language, which is still not in use here because of the validation authenticity of such uh, method. So basically, the ones who are doing in Nigeria, what are using is uh, the oropharyngeal swab and the nasal secretion, okay. otherwise known as nasopharyngeal swab. Okay, and that and that also gives us the results. Yes, authentic results. Okay, so Michael, um, you, I, I know that you're worried and you're hoping. You know that we find the cure to this we all are we all are hoping to find the cure and the vaccine scientists are working around the clock researchers are working health workers are working they are trying to make sure that you know they they develop a vaccine uh, it will take a while you know for the clinical trials to be done but uh, we are hopeful all we need to do is practice social distancing wash our hands properly with soap and uh, running water and when uh, when you're in a place that you you probably cannot just avoid crowd. The NCDC just added, uh, you know, the use of uh, uh, the mask now as another protective layer. That's not. That doesn't mean that you should solely depend on the use of mask. You should practice all the other, you know, things that you've you've been told to practice. So we are we are we are going to wrap it up on the show shortly. But uh, let's take this question from Michael Chibuike. Uh, Michael from Oguta says, my question is about. <laughs> what about the Chinese doctors? Nobody is hearing about them at all. We're telling that at the moment they have been observed. They are under isolation. Okay. They just came in from an endemic area, so the rule states that before anything they have to be in isolation for 14 days. Fine. Where this is uh, done and they don't exhibit any signs and symptoms of COVID-19, then maybe what they came in for cannot be looked into. Okay. Pascal Sizzle on Facebook says, Hello, this is Pascal from Lagos State. I strongly believe that if there is coronavirus, there is coronavirus in Nigeria, Pascal. But let me read the rest of his comment. If there is coronavirus in Nigeria, it is not up to what we are hearing. If we have up to 100 COVID-19 patients in Lagos, do you know how many thousands you would have seen with the sickness only in Aja market? So, Pascal, we have cases, we have 407 cases of uh, COVID-19 here in Nigeria. And uh, Lagos State is the epicenter 
of COVID-19. And uh, from what the health, the Minister of Health has said, there are community transmissions. That means more people who are living in Lagos are, you know, contracting COVID-19 from people who are living in Lagos. It's not about people who came in from the UK or the US or Italy now. It's about people who are around you. So, Pascal, what you need to do is to stay safe, stay at home. Do not go to a jam market to look for, to find out if people have COVID-19 or not. Play your part. We need to take responsibility. Pascal, you see, Pascal, listen to me very well. The virus does not travel, but people travel. So, if you stay in your home, and somebody sneezes or has it in the air, if it doesn't have anybody that will carry it and take it to somewhere else, it will die off. So the best treatment for COVID-19 is to stay at home as much as you can and avoid being affected. Absolutely. So we're going to, um, Dr. Dunga, give us the numbers again uh, for someone uh, who meets the criteria that the NCDC has released for getting tested. Is there a number in Emo states this person can call? Okay. Um, the number you will call if you have any gray areas or issues is a, a toll-free number, 112. Isn't that the national, it's like the national Nigeria's emergency number, 112? call that number, somebody will be there to cascade the number to the lines that we're not talking about. For the purpose of uh, that, I will mention the numbers I mentioned before when I came to the studio. So we have um, the following numbers. Glow, 0905-999-559. I call it again. 0905-999-5559. Glow, they will have um, an airtel number two zero nine zero four. 904 Zero zero four five one six four. We have zero seven zero four three nine five four two one five. They also have a number that is connected to twenty other lines. At the, no matter the point of the day, you call someone must be there to answer you. Zero eight zero two one eight one three one one one. These are the lines you will call direct. But the one one two is the emergency line that when you call. They will cascade it or transmit you to one of these people who will talk to you mm-hmm. and give you answer to your questions or solution to what you're asking for. Okay, so it's important that you do not uh, prank call these numbers. You, like, don't just try it. Like you just want to check. Oh, on a ring. Don't do it. It's for it's for serious issues. Yes, and it's also important to add that if you are feeling sick or maybe you are having these signs and symptoms we have outlined, don't come. Because in a bit to try to come, if by venture you are positive, you might end up infecting others along the line. So what you do is, when you call these lines, our team of experts who have been trained by SCDC doctors, medical scientists, and the other health workers, they will come to your location with an ambulance and carry you to a social center and also take your sample for diagnosis. Okay. And uh, the medical lab scientists here in Imusita are getting trained. Are they getting trained? Of course. As I speak with you, SCDC is in a way. They're collaborating with the other health agencies, with the WHO, the State Minister of Health, uh, State Minister of Health in, the, with, in partnership with the government. They, they, at, 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 at last time, they have trained about 80 persons. And the WHO machinery for disease control, these uh, DSNO, disease surveillance officers yeah. they have been retrained again they are highly effective tracing these cases you also know that uh, people were complaining about uh, the influx of movement 
across our borders. I'm talking as a COVID-19 member now. I can assure, assure you that people have been trained yesterday and day for yesterday. Those who will be at the borders to check people who are coming in. They now, were just trained yesterday. Well, I wouldn't say they were just trained yesterday. They have been, you know, it's a training and retraining process. Okay, but they keep on. People were there before, but because of you know, these things are innovations. New ideas keep on coming in, so you need to keep them current with current trends. So as I yesterday, there was a training again to reassure and put them in the forefront of what's happening to have additional information. So as, as I speak with you now, they have been dispatched to the various centers. We were able to identify it one flashpoints around Imo State, the boundary areas and both the one that is from the road and through Ikoro, all these bush paths and the rest. So people are there at any point in time to check you. Normally we're not checking them for the test as the case may be, but there are some parameters that have to be in place. Using the hard head infrared thermometer, we'll check your temperature. If it's above normal, we'll ask you to go home. All right, so if we go to those uh, 81 flashpoints, we'll find people who are yes. uh, checking yes. people coming into the state. All right, we'll uh, do that. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Odunga Kingsley XL, for joining us on Darling Clinic this morning. We understand more. Uh, we've understood more about uh, COVID-19 and uh, the testing capacity we have here in Nigeria and Imo State. Dr. Dunga Kingsley XL is a renowned medical laboratory scientist and researcher. He's also the chairman association of medical lab scientists of Nigeria, Imo State branch, and a member Imo State COVID-19 task force. Thank you too. If you joined the conversation today, remember you can take responsibility. Wash your hands with soap and running water. When you do not have running water, find someone. So you wash your hands properly. If you can afford a mask and you're going to a crowded place, avoid crowded places places as much as possible but if you can't use the face mask remember use it once you can only use it once and then you discard it then use it tomorrow and if you have enough food do not waste your food there are people who are hungry now share with others thank you for being a part of the show thank you so much dj extreme for holding it down on the show this morning at 12 o'clock, our Pigeon English News, Niger Today, will be up. Certified Camille is my name. Thank you once again, Dr. Dunga.